Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. The idea behind this episode had to do with the how do we have joy in the face of difficulties, right? Super powerful question. I think I'm qualified to answer it uh, for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is uh, having experienced you know, a lot of setbacks in my life in a very kind of confined period of time. I had uh, spent the better part of 11 years building my loan business, the better part of 15 years building my uh, mortgage training company, and then I decided to go big when I could have probably just cruised and retired, but I wanted to make a bigger impact. I wanted to have more influence in the world, and so I bought a very large leadership training company, and I figured you know, selling and leadership go hand in hand together, and what a perfect match, and the long and short of that story is that it didn't work out. I lost uh, about 90% of my net worth, millions and millions of dollars, and, um, and, I, and I really created a setback for my uh, core company, which was the Duncan Group. And so I made a decision that because of the importance of my, my marriage and, and my own survival emotionally and physically, that I would undo the damage that I had done as fast as I possibly could. And so within about a year, uh, we had sold that company and I was left holding about seven figures in debt. I hadn't had any debt since the age of 25, 26 or so in terms of uh, anything other than my mortgages. And it was really eerie to be in a spot where I had over seven figures of debt just lingering out there and knowing that I have a lot of you know, values that I try to live my life by. And one is the value of integrity. And I, I wanted to make sure that I, I paid everybody off. And, uh, but it was a difficult, difficult pill to swallow because the number was so large. And in the midst of all of that, you know, I got my, my company back and, and started paying off the debt and then decided that I would take some chips off the table and sell my company to a friend that I had, you know, really helped grow his business in the industry. And uh, he had uh, he had grown it to a sizable company. We showcased him at our annual sales mastery event. And so I thought that, you know, maybe this would be the way to do it. I could uh, I could do a big deal with them and uh, I could continue to do what I do. And the big deal would generate enough revenue to pay off the debt. And so it was all kind of connected. Um, and so I, I executed on that. And uh, just uh, probably six or seven months into that, my wife was diagnosed with terminal breast cancer. And um, all of a sudden, my, my world kind of fell apart. And I'm not only, you know, I've not only sold my company, my wife is now sick. And then the guys that I sold my company to, because I had not spent the number of days my contract asked me to, to spend speaking, wanted to change my deal, and in fact threatened me that if I didn't agree to the change, they would terminate me. So in the midst of my wife being deathly ill, and uh, in fact at this moment in time in hospice, um, they flew into town, and that's exactly what happened. And a month later, I was fired from my own company. And, um, you know, when stuff like that happens and you've never been fired in your life and it is the birth child of, of your own vision that you wanted to create a company that made a difference in the midst of, uh, you know, all that goes on in becoming a mortgage professional and then it's taken away from you, um, that really is a difficulty. And to maintain joy through all of this 
became increasingly difficult. But I, I think the, the biggest lesson that I learned about maintaining joy is the awareness that there is some purposeful reason for which everything happens. And it's really hard to get your head around and I'll attempt in the next uh, eight minutes to 10 minutes maybe to unpack it a little bit for you. But in a period of, of 10 years, I, I basically had everything, lost everything, and clawed my way back to having everything, including new love and new joy in the midst of my original wife dying. And having spent 25 years of my life with her, that was a hard thing to swallow. I think about all of that, and I think about you know the, the things that, in the midst of all of those difficulties, and I'm sure you can identify with some of them, maybe all of them, I don't know. But in the midst of all of those difficulties, uh, some things happened to me that I think will resonate with you. Number one, I still woke up every day. And in the midst of difficulties, you know, I think you have to, you have to do something to create forward progress. In fact, a difficulty will get worse if it is not addressed. And anything that becomes difficult, that takes away joy, also has a solution to it so that it is less difficult. And I remember that part of my decision was that I would spend each day developing just a habit around what am I grateful for? In the midst of the difficulties, how did I get joy? I got joy by looking at what I was grateful for. I still had a roof over my head. I still had two beautiful boys. I still had the brain that had created the company. I still had the vitality of serving people. I still had the content that people could use to change their life forever. I had now something I never had, which was lessons that were invaluable. And I began to look at all the difficulty and really realize that in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of the gray clouds that oftentimes surround us as we navigate our way through life, there is this thing called a silver lining. And I remember that I shifted my thinking uh, from, you know, sometimes this sucks. You know, I hate going through this. This is the worst. You know, those are easy things to say when you're in the midst of, of difficulty. But I began to use my own teachings. And in fact, I went back and I listened to my lesson called Silver Lining Living. And in that lesson, I tell everybody, you have a choice to interpret everything that happens in your life. And one of the questions I said in that lesson that can change your perspective around difficulty is the idea of what's good about this, okay? What is the lesson that maybe I've learned? Or what is the memory that I get to celebrate? Or what will I not do next time because I have this time learned that lesson? And if I can change my perspective in terms of how I interpret difficulties, then I can maintain at least the stamina that it takes to get through. And I think that at the end of, of every moment of difficulty, um, there is a moment of destiny. And what I mean by that is what doesn't kill us, okay, does keep us alive and move us in a positive direction. It makes us stronger. It makes us more vital. It makes us more energetic. It makes us more focused. And so it was interesting to begin to see how this played out. And just about four days ago, I had lunch with a... 86-year-old gentleman, and um, he loves his job, loves the work he does. He is involved in helping loan originators and realtors get their continuing education. Um, doesn't have to work, but is so engaged at what he does that it brings him purpose, and it brings him fulfillment, and it brings him <clears throat> joy each and every day. 
he too went through some of the same challenges that, that I went through, including losing his wife to cancer, including getting remarried, and including finding new love and new joy. So I think that, you know, probably one of the core messages that I want to give to you as we, as we have this dialogue is, even though it is hard sometimes to really believe this, your best days can be ahead of you. Your best days can be right around the corner. Your best days can be tomorrow or Monday or next Wednesday. And I think at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, one of the things that keeps us going in difficult times is faith and hope and grace. And what do I mean by that? Faith is a developed conviction around something you don't see yet. And when you're in the middle of difficulties, you have to embrace with faith the idea that this can get better. Hope. They say that hope is not a strategy. I actually think hope is a massive strategy when you're in the midst of difficulties. I think that hope keeps your spirit alive. I think it keeps your um, conviction alive. I think it keeps your drive alive. I mean, if you had no hope, you would be living in hell. That is the truth of it. A living hell. If you don't have hope, then every day is a mess. Every day feels like that weight that is just hellacious. Every day without hope is uh, a day of desperation. So you need hope. And then you need grace. You need grace. You need a lot of grace, especially when we live in a world of being self-critical. There's a lot of things I could have done differently to not have had the financial uh, fall that I did. But what good would it do for me to beat myself up over it? I mean, it was painful to lose 90% of my net worth when I was in a position to retire. That is not a good place to be. But I had to give myself grace because out of that negativity came new lessons, came new strategy, came new approaches. And if you don't give yourself grace, you end up having this negative self-talk with yourself that doesn't get you out of difficulties. It certainly doesn't produce joy. In fact, what it probably does is it makes the difficulties even more difficult. So there's this, this idea that Andy Andrews talks about, about the power of forgiving yourself, the power of learning from your mistakes, the power of making fun of some of the choices you make and kind of laughing at it. I had a hard time laughing at losing 90% of my, my net worth. Um, I didn't laugh, you know, about losing my, my wife. I didn't, you know, that was not something to laugh about. But the mistakes that we, that we generate ourselves, that we create ourselves, it's fun to kind of laugh about those because you can really have that lighthearted approach that makes you stronger as you go forward. I also found that, that renewing my, my purpose and really taking a look at why I'm here in the first place. I mean, why have I been put on this earth and what is my mission and what do I know I'm good at and, and how would my life be in five years if I continue to focus on that and, and do what I need to do and get through the, the difficult challenges. And, and that, was the, that was the choice I made. One of the things that, that really um, enveloped me during that time was the, the illustration by Chuck Swindoll when he said that you know, most of, um, most of life is, is 90% of what happens to us, okay? And the 10% that makes it okay is how we respond to the 90. And so I think that, you know, for, for everybody, um, and it's not true in every case, because there are some difficulties that um, physically are insurmountable. 
there are some difficulties that, that may be um, irreversible and not fixable. And I totally want to honor that. And, and, um, but even then, hope and grace and faith will keep you going in the right direction, even if that is true. But for most of us, it is our response. It is our response to the things that are dragging us down in moments of difficulty that can actually lift us out of those doldrums and pull us back in a positive direction in route to our destiny. So I have, uh, I've just, just shared from my heart, you know, there's not a secret weapon or a magic pill that you can take to get through difficulties, but I can tell you one thing I know for certain. If you give up in the midst of a difficulty, the difficulty will get worse. And there isn't a better way to experience joy when you can get on the other side of a difficulty and look back and see that difficulty as a positive learning experience in your life. Good or bad while you were going through it, hard or easy as you were going through it. Bottom line is when you look back on life circumstances, to have joy, you have to be able to, be able to answer one question. What did that experience do for me in my life? And what does it mean to me as I continue to journey through in life? So, man, I guess living through difficulty is real. Um, I don't think anybody on the planet has an easy life. I, um, I even disagree with some of the video I watch on how to live a regret-free life. I think life is about experience. And I think some of the experiences we wish we had done differently. We wish we had chosen a different path. We wish we had not had to go through that. But bottom line is um, the regret is real. The, you know, the, the, the feeling of knowing that you wish you had made a different choice is really powerful. So there's no such thing as regret-free living. There is a minimization of regret. And I think that comes through purpose. I think it comes through, you know, studying your trade. I think it comes through, you know, being focused on what your gifts are and what has brought you joy. Um, I think it's about staying in that lane. And if you can do that, then, you know, the difficulties are easier to get through. Uh, the reg regrets are easier to forgive yourself on. And I think at the end of the day, you can come out of any difficulty and you can see a new opportunity of joy and happiness and fulfillment. And so I hope that as you think about your difficulties, put them in perspective. My father-in-law says that you could get in a room with 30 people and tell everybody to put their problem in the middle of the room. And about 99% 99 of the time, you would take your problem and walk out because it pales in comparison to everybody else's problems.